You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to that Chelsea podcast, episode 28, Feasting on Shrimp. It's a slightly different episode today. You are going to hear Jack and our, my thoughts on the game, but we're also going to hear some thoughts of the listeners. Uh, so we look forward to that. But JD, how are we doing, man? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. Happy after the result today. Good to be back on uh, the path to winning ways. So hopefully the boys can continue it next week at Fulham as well. Yeah, exactly. A big 4-0 win for Chelsea in the FA Cup, uh, which we will get on to. Jack and I will give our thoughts shortly. However, uh, before we get into that, I do just want to plug sort of a quick important message. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you will probably have seen this message from uh, Brooke. But if like you guys aren't listening, if you guys aren't on Twitter, then you're probably not aware of it. But it, she's like got a message that, you know, very close to her heart and important cause. And we saw the other day how Chelsea, sort of Chelsea Twitter came together to show their support. In that. So if there's any other listeners out there who haven't heard, I'm just going to let Brooke uh, explain to you guys why the message she's about to say is really important and close to heart. And hopefully maybe some people can go and support. And then Jack and I'll be back to give our thoughts on the game. Hi, all. my name's Brooke. I'm a, a Chelsea fan from Denver, Colorado. I um, am coming on just to let you guys know about a cause that is really important to me. Uh, Nick was kind enough to let me do this and to share the link. Um, I have a good friend who has a baby who has been having liver problems since she was eight weeks old. Um, they had been on the liver transplant list for a couple months and Autumn was just able to receive her transplant. But that is not an easy process to go to. So the Autumn will still be in the ICU for quite a bit of time and to make sure her liver is functioning properly in the new body. So due to all of this, 
medical expenses are super high and we started a GoFundMe to hopefully get to 50,000. We're currently about a little over 6,000 from that goal. So if anyone could help out or share, that would be great. I believe Nick will be sharing the link um, in this podcast episode. Thanks so much. Right now, Jack and I are going to give our brief thoughts on the Morgan game because obviously we do want to get into what the listeners had to say as well. Uh, Jack, it was, you know, actually a pretty fairly strong team that Frank selected in the end. Now, obviously, the rotated defence with the exception yeah. of Kurt Zuma. Kepa was back in goal. We saw uh, Kai start in midfield, which probably wasn't a surprise. And then, you know, up front, we saw uh, Callum deservedly start. We talked about, you know, with Jan last week, if Callum can't get a start against Morecambe, where is he <laughs> start? So he got that start. Timo was up top and obviously Hacking Ziyech up front. So again, I guess the main maybe surprise was Mason Mount starting. We thought maybe he'd get yeah. a rest. But uh, Mason got the ball rolling. Nice nice goal from range. Yeah, quality finish. Good to, good to see him get on the score sheet because he has been putting in some decent performances um, this season. But um, I think a lot of fans would argue he needs to start upping his uh, goal and assists. So that was it was a quality finish from him. Nice to settle the nerves, get a pretty, pretty early on goal. And um, we didn't look back from there. Yeah, no, I agree. Mason was, you know, I guess we're talking about Mason. I actually thought about the game afterwards. I didn't think, just aside from God, I didn't think he was, you know, spectacular. But I guess it's just a sort of solid, typical Mason performance. He sort of just puts himself about, really. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, what I like to see from him is when he takes the ball on the half turn and he just zips a ball forward quick, like quick pass through to people, through ball, like, or into people's feet or whatever. It's those quick sort of key passes forward that today I thought I saw about two or three of those. So, I mean, yeah, maybe not best performance, but I still thought he did a decent job as he always does. Yeah. Uh, second goal was actually, you know, a ZH cross finally, finally found his preferred <laughs> target. A ZH nice ball into the cross with Kai to head it across goal. And there was Timo to tap in. He couldn't miss. The drought is over. Yeah. Timo has scored. <laughs> Um, yeah. relief I oh, guess the main feeling exactly yeah that's the, that definitely the right word to describe it um, uh, it was one of those when I saw the team sheet and he was on it you just thought if he doesn't score today against them oh, it's it, it's going to dent his confidence even more and it's just going to make it all even worse so it was interesting to see him start but yeah no over the moon for him to Get the name, get his name on the score sheet, and again, he's just got to try and build on that. Um, I think you could tell from his his little smile across to Havertz when it had gone in the back of the net, and he checked to see, and he was on side. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's just one of those. That it didn't matter how it went in; it 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 just had to, it had to go in somehow. And uh, yeah, he's off he's off the mark again. So hopefully, he can take that forward now. Yep. Third goal, again, Hakim Ziyech at the Harvard. A lovely ball over the top. And there's Callum Hudson-Odoi, a man who, again, I thought was really good today at the Harvard. And, you know, perhaps not the best finish, but it ends up in the back of the net. 3-0, and that's another yep. goal for Callum. And, again, another, you know, example of him taking the chance when presented to him by Frank. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Can't say too much more than that. Uh, he was, yeah, again, quality... I think what's that? That's his last three games. I know two of them have been off the bench, but last three games, and he's come on and contributed once every single time. So 
three goal contributions in three games, not not too bad. You'd say if you're doing that coming off the bench, you should be knocking on the manager's door going, can't, need some more starts here. So we'll see against Fulham. I know we said it last week, or me in particular said, I think he's got to start against Fulham and today just back that up even more. Yeah, I do think we might, it is a debate really between Ziyech and Pulisic who starts against Fulham and then obviously Ziyech helped his case a lot today with a super performance. Yeah. And then the final goal, uh, Kai Havertz getting on the score sheet. A much-needed goal for him. Really a big mm-hmm. confidence boost for him. A nice cross from Aspilicueta. One of a few that, you know, actually <laughs> finds its man. And there's Kai to head home for 4-0. And it's all just, you know, it just completed almost like the perfect afternoon for Chelsea in a way. Timo Werner finding the net. Mason Mount finding the net. And Kai Havertz finding the net. Um, nice header. And to be fair, just, just again, sort of relief. But again, a goal that he probably on the face of his game deserved really I think yeah definitely definitely was sharp again um, I mean we can't get too carried away with the uh, level of opposition but another another one that's good for the confidence um, yeah I thought he was I thought he was good today um, yeah I thought he was good that's all that's all I say really maybe cut that bit out <laughs> I don't know what to say there yeah um, no he um yeah, you know, a couple of, you know, maybe touches in the box that perhaps didn't quite go to plan. But again, I think he was, yeah. was pretty solid on I think it's his, his movement as well, his movement's quality, if you can watch him. I'd, I'd love to be at the game, be in the stadium and, and just watch him for a few minutes because obviously with the TV angles, you don't get to see it all. But um, yeah, his movement in and around the box was quality and just that's what he needs to do. He needs to... He needs to be like that and then demand the ball, get on the ball and make things happen. That's what's, that's what's going to make him a good player. Yeah, that was the sort of the summary of the game. Chelsea won 4 no, I guess. In terms of notable things that happened, Tino Andrine came off the bench. You know, you can't really discuss what he did because he only, he only had about 10 minutes. Uh, and, and then Fikai Tabori from the Wilderness. A rare, rare appearance. His first in September. Yeah. Um, his last before we believe he goes on loan. That's sort of what Frank sort of said, trying to go on loan in January. Um, so I guess, you know, I guess just encouraging sign, maybe as Frank's shown to clubs, yeah, he is fit. He is ready to play. So who knows what the significance yeah, of that for, would be. But um, yeah. Hope for, hope for, his, uh, for his sake he gets that move because at his age, 22, 23, you can't, you can't be sitting on the bench every week. You've got to be playing football. And if that's away from Chelsea and that's, going to happen then he needs to take the opportunity definitely yeah now as I say this we're now going to hand over to some of our listeners to give their thoughts on the game and obviously you'll find their socials in the description below should you enjoy what they have to say and choose to follow them Uh, this is Dan Hill here Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, idanno05 and I'm a writer and contributor for the Chelsea Social I'm just giving you my general thoughts on the just completed match uh, between Chelsea and Morecambe. And uh, obviously Chelsea walking away with a, a what was a, in the end a comfortable a comfortable 4-0 victory. Um, just in terms of the lineup, uh, I thought it was a pretty strong lineup. Um, putting Kepa in goal, obviously he's now second choice behind Edu Mendy, um, and rightly so. Um, I think Frank's probably giving him the opportunity to uh, just uh, get some minutes and uh, some play, and uh, ideally in the transfer 
in the transfer window, perhaps put him in the shop in the shop window for for a, a potential loan or something, maybe somewhere on the European continent, so he can get his confidence back and potentially um, a move somewhere later on. But uh, just looking at the back four, it's very strong back four. Uh, Aspi right back was a bit of a surprise given how much football he's played. Um, but uh, obviously, I think a lot of Chelsea fans were perhaps thinking that uh, a lot of youngsters would play in this game. Um, but given the fact that Frank's lost probably, or, or Chelsea have lost four of the last six Premier League games, this is probably the, the most uh, pressure Frank has been under in his time as Chelsea manager, um, arguably. And so it wasn't really a surprise that he went for such a strong lineup. Uh, I thought the back, the back four were pretty solid. Um, Morecambe spent uh, almost the entire game in their half, um, 11 men behind the ball in a low block. And I thought, I thought they gave a very good account of themselves. But uh, Chelsea rightly uh, ran away with the, with the victory. Um, just some comments on the on the midfield. It was wonderful to see Mason get a, a goal on uh, his debut. And that midfield three, Billy Gilmore, is always running the show. He looked uh, comfortable and composed. And it was brilliant um, to see him get back to his best um, after what was a, a bit of a, a nasty injury for him early on in his career. Um, I thought uh, Kai Havertz as well had a very good game, um, similar to his his performance against Barnsley. Um, to me, the best I've seen Kai was in his 20-minute cameo against Villa, where he looked uh, very hungry. And uh, I'll be biased here and say that uh, Kai is my current favourite Chelsea player, and I've been waiting for him to have that kind of performance where he explodes and becomes a player that we know that he can be. And uh, I think he gave a good account of himself um, today with a goal and an assist um, for Timo. Uh, and it was really touch, really quite uh, encouraging to see him running back in the 88th minute to try and recover the ball when uh, Morecambe player was trying to counter-attack. Uh, Tamori, Tamori ultimately committed the foul, but it was just comforting to see that. Um, and obviously seeing Ziyech and Callum on the wing, those wonderful whipped-in balls from Ziyech were, were brilliant. Um, just uh, very difficult to uh, for Timo to get on the end of them, given that uh, there were probably about 10 Morecambe players in the box for the majority of the game. Um, but anyway, Callum, I think, had a fantastic game. Just showcased his dribbling ability, his 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 directness, and uh, it was it was a, a brilliant display. He got his goal, and uh, I thought he was fantastic. And he he firmly has to be a part of all things that Chelsea do going forward, in my view. And uh, yeah, for for Timo, uh, it's been a bit of a tough a tough tough time of things. He's been shifted around. Um, I thought he had a good game today, but. Just in general, he he thrives because he's so quick and so uh, direct and really lethal with his finishing. Um, playing against low blocks all the time isn't particularly rewarding, but uh, that that goal that he got was really good. And uh, uh, just the general team performance was good. And uh, I thought the subs that came on, it was nice to see Tino Angerin and uh, Fikayo Tomori come out from what seemed to be the wilderness. Um, it's good to see to see him again. Um, and obviously Oli Giroud to get some minutes and Tammy, and uh, yeah, that. But overall, a very, a very good Chelsea performance. And um, 
probably par for the course. I think anything more would have been a bit harsh on Morecambe. They they really tried hard. Um, but yeah, uh, I'd say a very good performance and well done to Frank. Um, he picked the right team, even if uh, we did want to see a few more youngsters. But uh, overall, that's it for me. And uh, yeah, up the Chelsea. All right, a good 4-0 win uh, against Morecambe today for Chelsea. Uh, overall, I mean, there was improvement across the field, but it did feel, it just felt odd every time the players scored. There was really no celebration. It was mostly just look at each other, you know, give a little thumbs up and go right back to it. There, I mean, even I think the best way to give an example for what I just said was the Callum Hudson-Odoi goal where there was the amazing ball over the top by Ziek which he did most of the match, you know, great touch by Callum. Uh, and then he turns easily slots at home. And I found myself looking at the score line at the top of the screen and looking at the ref to even know if it was a goal because the players seemed so indifferent to it. So I don't know if that was because Lampard set them out uh, that way and told them this is a glorified training session to start to get our tactics right again and to sort ourselves out in our system and get us back on the right track or if the players were just, in general, disinterested in this match. But I, I think I would lean towards the side of saying that this was a glorified tactical session and practice for the squad. Uh, in attack, there was a lot of bright spots, particularly the two wingers, with Ziyech and Callum Hudson-Odoi. I thought both looked great. Uh, I think Ziyech gets man of the match for me. We saw again and again he was putting in you know great balls into the box and just overall was exerting his influence on the game and just kind of looked to be that creative wizard that we've been missing. And it looks like he's back to full form. Uh, you know, some of the other ones that started up front, like I said, Callum did great. He got his goal. Overall looked pretty lively. He was moving the ball around well enough. Um, you know, he did uh, have that ball across, you know, squared it all the, about halfway across the field to Mason on his goal. Um, and then up front, you look at Timo Werner. It was a little interesting that he got – a start in the squad today, given his incredibly poor form, lack of goals, and then conversely, the good form and goal-scoring record that Giroud and Tammy have put together this season. But maybe this was a match where there was board pressure um, on Lampard to play Werner, because this is a match where Werner could easily, theoretically, get a goal. And he did just that, to get the second one uh, of the day. But I think when you look at his overall performance today, even though he had the goal, I, I didn't see a whole lot. He was he was missing for large parts of the beginning of the first half. And, and you know, he did have the really bad miss where he kind of slipped and fell backwards. Um, you know, it was a good link-up play for the goal he got, credit there. But overall, I, I don't think that Werner had a ton um, today. Uh, nothing that would suggest for me to, you know, for Lampard at least, that in my opinion, that he should go back to starting uh Werner again and again, I think he should continue with, with Tammy or Giroud and maybe let Werner continue to slowly build out of this. Um, moving on to the defense, I think that there wasn't a whole lot to do today. Uh, truthfully, there wasn't much going on. It was pretty, you know, safe, sound game by the defense. Keppa did have the one save where he grabbed it off the off the line, sort of rolled to avoid the ball going over. It was a good save overall, but I'm not going to get super hyped up about it. You could argue that his positioning could have been better to begin with um, than what it was, and that's maybe the reason why that became a difficult goal, uh, a, a save attempt for him. 
But overall, I think it was good. Keppa did seem, you know, he had some lively moments. So better than what it was before. Maybe that gives him a little more confidence and maybe it gives him a reason to believe somebody might come uh, this transfer window knocking for his signature and get him signed, get him a better chance at Euro competition. Uh, you know, it was interesting to see Tomori come in uh, to the game because many have reported and rumored that he is off uh, the Chelsea squad and out of the club very soon um, in the January window for a permanent move. Uh, and so it was good to see him get some time, but I'm not sure if this was a let's give you a run out for everything you've done before you leave or if this was a, uh, a selection by Lombard for the sub to give him maybe some, uh, some time to prove what he can do and build some momentum. I think that remains to be seen. I, I don't really feel one way or the other on that. You know, overall, to kind of sum it up, I, I think that the defensive well enough, you know, you've seen Aspie getting forward in attacks as well. You saw Emerson. And it was just good to see rotation with those fullback positions. I mean, but just overall, there's not a whole lot to talk about defensively for me. Um, and then looking at the whole squad, I think, again, you know, it was a good win. It stops the rot. It gets a, gets a you know, moves a needle in the right direction. However, uh, the, the performance is going to have to be more convincing because this, at the end of the day, was a, a fourth division side. Four-goal win is, you know, it's great, but you have to always remember who your competition is up against. I think the biggest things for me is maybe this match was what we needed to have Ziek, Werner, and Havertz get momentum, play well. You know, Havertz and uh, Werner both got a goal. Ziek was lively with assists. Maybe that's what we needed to get them firing in the right direction. So I think that's what I would say is the overall, I think it was disappointing that we didn't see any youth really get a whole lot of a, a, a go in this match. It was a lot less than we expected. But overall, um, 4-0 win. Can't be upset. On to Fulham. Happy evening to all Chelsea fans across the world. It was a fantastic game for Chelsea today. Although we started off a little bit slow. Once Mason scored the opener, uh, the game just uh, was done and dusted from there. And it was a much-needed win uh, for Chelsea, boosting the confidence of a lot of our first-team players. Now, talking about Callum Hudson-Odoi's performance, Callum had another stupendous performance in a Chelsea shirt. And he's been one of the, uh, one of the players who's been in very good form. He showed that with his goal today. He showed that with the runs he made. Uh, taking on defenders constantly, this reminded us a little bit of the Callum of old. Uh, we saw before he had uh, uh, his injury and that is a very good sign. And he makes a very, very strong case uh, to start week in and week out uh, and to be a part of Frank Lampard's plans. And I believe he should be starting versus Fulham because Callum offers uh, that X factor on the ball uh, and in the wings, both on the left and on the right, uh, which uh, we were seeing for the la for almost 80 minutes. And he makes, like I said, a very, very strong case to start. And I hope he gets a much lengthier run of games and he finds more goals as we move on into the second half of the season. I hope you all enjoyed the game too. Up the Chels and I'll see you later. Right, Mason. So honestly, I didn't expect Mason to start. Uh, for me, he shouldn't have started because I was expecting the youth like Bait to get, to be given a chance. However, uh, I'm, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was happy to see him start, obviously, uh, because I wanted to see that Mount um, Havertz-Gilmore lineup. So probably Lampard was trying to experiment that, and it's not 
easy to it's easier to experiment against Mokum than uh, a team like Fulham who are kind of getting back on track right now. So um yeah, happy for him. He scored a great goal in uh, on his birthday. So happy birthday Mason. And uh for me I I need to talk about that goal because I think that those shots and we can see that a lot that he has this in him. Um, in a sense that we see him try all the time in every game to shoot. He's probably the only one that really tries to shoot. Um, and um, and most of the times it goes either to the goalkeeper's in the goalkeeper's hand, it's saved, or it goes uh, on the crossbar or off the post. And it's very frustrating that I think he had a great shooting uh, ability. And I need to see this, uh, I need to see more of this from him. Because I really think that um, he could offer us awesome goals like he did today if he shot a bit more. Obviously, that comes with a bit of a risk because his shot conversion is gonna be is gonna be way lower, and that won't please a lot of people who use stats. If I speak, I won't speak. Uh, but yeah, honestly, he has this in him. Uh, we've seen that. We know that he can make great free kicks. He can take great free kicks, great shots. So. We need to see more of this from him. Now, when it comes to the other aspects of the game, not just the shots, uh, I would say that he didn't have to do much defensively, although I think that he was played a bit deeper today. And he was solid most of the time. You know, he had some bright moments, but then he wasn't spectacular, I would say. Um, I think that there was there were some passes where he could have done better, but there's also some passes or some moments where I thought his vision, I saw his vision improving uh, particularly when I don't know if um, uh, the listeners are gonna remember but there's this time where I don't know what happened in front of the goal but Mount had the ball and he could have he wanted to shoot but then he realized that he saw Aspie free on the right so he passed to Aspie and then Aspie tried to cross the ball and uh, basically uh, something happened inside the box and nobody could uh, could actually score because it was it was saved twice I think so I thought that this pass and the way he saw it and he saw As- that Aspie was free was very smart from him. So I'm happy that he's improving his vision. Uh, and he was stopped off um, quite early for Tammy, uh, which is yeah a very bright performance for Mount. Um, and I think that he needed that little, little, little confidence up for Fulham. Probably, most probably, definitely he's going to start against Fulham. We know that. And uh, yeah, happy performance, uh, happy for him, good performance. And um, just want to say a little thing. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to shout out the girls also for uh, having an awesome game. Um, last time I checked, they were um, uh, five nil up and four goals from Super Fran Kirby. Uh, perfect hat-trick and uh, another goal. And I think, yeah, they deserve a great shout out as well, so... Yeah. Good evening, everyone. I'm CFCZ, and I'll be giving my match thoughts about today's game against Morecram. Um, I'll be focusing more on Havertz's and Gilmore's uh, game. I think those two played a very good game today. Uh, Gilmore was always near the ball. You can all you can see that he was moving line to line with the ball. If the team was going forward, he was always there. If the team was tracking back, he was always there. Um, I think he was giving his teammates lots of passing options. He made everybody's game look easy. He made the team look more fluid within 
uh, our transitions and movements. I think that that was a very, very good job of him. He was always escaping his markers too. You can see that whenever someone is near him, he, he could always uh, move ahead uh, to leave the markers and escape them. Uh, another point that I really loved about Gilmore is how he was dictating play. Uh, you could notice how many times did Gilmore uh, lift his arms to dictate the play and instruct players to pass and move the ball. I think that's a very good aspect, especially when you're 19 year old. Um, and that's something that we were missing uh, for a very long time. Um, I think he w he's a better version of Jorginho as a regista. And um, he offers more fluid football than Kante. <clears throat> and that's something I, th I think should Lampard should build on. Gilmore is a better CDM than Jorginho and arguably more fluent than Kante. You can see that um, Gilmore is not anchored to the midfield the way Jorginho is. How many times did we notice Jorginho being exposed on the counter or during the opposition having the ball? Uh, that's that's not the case with Gilmore, and that wasn't the case uh, not just today, but it was the case in two games that Gilmore played too. So I think um, Gilmore should start in the CDM role for the future. Um, Kante is a great DM, but his flaws really started showing, especially in the last three games. So I think Gilmore deserves more time to play as a regista in the future. I think he he did a very good job today. Uh, moving on to Havertz, I th um, Havertz started off the game very, I wouldn't say poorly, but he was almost non-existent, at least to the very 25 minutes or 30 minutes, he was not even there. And that's what worries me because we were not playing through the middle. We were always pushing the ball to Emerson and Aspliquita, Cho and Ziyech. Uh, ask yourself how many times did Ziyech and Aspliquita uh, have the ball uh, as compared to Havertz or Werner. <clears throat> that that's why we're that's what worries me because we're playing through the wings. We're not playing through the center. But um, what I noticed that Havertz shifted from a deeper role to a more advanced role after the 40th minutes. And that's what, when he got his assist. You could see that Zayash's cross was right there for Havertz to receive. He knew that Zayash's cross was going to be there. Uh, I think uh, Kai should always be in the penalty box all the time. Or most of our attacks Zayash, Zayash's crosses James's crosses should always be di directly through Kai Havertz I think today's game Lampard learned a lot of stuff about Havertz uh, and that he is a more advanced role and that showed that today um, but nevertheless that was a great goal and uh, a great assist too I think um Today's game was something Havertz could build on. Uh, Lampert too. That uh, he works better as an advanced role. He should always be in the penalty box pretty much all the time. Uh, especially when we're crossing. Uh, 
I don't want to see Havertz playing a deep role like Mount. He should be ahead of Mount, a little behind Werner. So that's that's something I think Lampard saw today, and I think that's something we will build on, uh, for in the future. Uh, it was a great game. Uh, four four nil is something that's uh very great. Um, and thank you for listening. Hi guys, Dean Mears here from CFC UK Chelsea Fancast and the new Chelsea FC Women podcast went to Mo Kings Meadow. Now we want to see some youngsters today, but one player I did want to see start was Timo Werner and he did and a good job that he gets his goal. He is a confident striker. It's all about having confidence in front of goal. And for us, you know, even though it's Morecambe, he's got to get on the score sheet. He does that. He's able to come off, get some rest. I think he'll go again against Fulham. Coming on for him, you know, we see Oliver Drew and team, uh, Tammy Abraham on the pitch as well. I want to see one of them with him up front. Tammy, preferably, you know, that TNT partnership at Newcastle was so effective. So hopefully we can see a repeat of that soon. But the key for Timo Werner, in my opinion, is Kai Havertz. We get the tune out of him. We'll start seeing the goals from Werner. Through the middle, let the wingers play wide. Let him be in the middle, score goals. We've got a striker on our hands. Let's not write him off. Let's give him time. He's a great striker and he's going to score a lot of goals for us this season and in the future. Not the best performance. Average, good, you know, how harshly you want to mark him. But, you know, he scored a goal and that's the most important thing for me today. We've won the game. We're in the next round. Our striker's scoring. Things are happy at the bridge for now. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, what's up? Thank you so much for this opportunity to speak on the pod. I really appreciate it. My name is Trey. Uh, you might know me better as Treywolf on Twitter. My at is at Treywolf. Um, or if you are a listener of the True Blue Show, um, a Chelsea podcast that my friend Wes and I run on Apple Pods and Spotify, you can find us on there. But I just want to speak a little bit on ZH today and just overall thoughts of the game. Honestly, I was very very happy with the um the game. I just thought we controlled it well. I think we probably could have capitalized a few more chances, especially on some crosses. I thought we probably could have finished 6-0 like we did Barnsley or so. But overall, it's a 4-0. It's a clean sheet. Um, It's good goals. A lot of great chances created. You saw a lot of energy coming from guys who were struggling today and everything and confidence boosting. And that's what we really needed. And Someone I thought was doing really well was Ziyech because he just came back from injury. We wanted him to get back in the groove of things. And I thought Ziyech was more like his normal self today. You know, taking men on steadily, teasing the ball onto that left one of a foot and whipping crosses in. The personnel may not be the best for finishing those crosses off, but he creates threats on goal that either the center back may have to clear for a corner or someone may knock down to an open foot. I think the teams can take Ziyech out of the game the most when they isolate him on that flank. So all he can do is like recycle the ball over and or maybe swing in a Hail Mary of a cross that doesn't really challenge the keeper enough. But ZX's deadly nature is when he escapes his man and gets to that top corner of the box to where he favors a shot or a nice back post crossed to a looming Kai Havertz who knocks it down to a goal-hungry Timo Werner to escape his drought. So happy to see all three of those big signing boys just work together to create that goal. And I know Timo, regardless if it was a tap-in or not, he needs it. He needs it, man. Now, near into the second half, I uh, you see Ziyech in the middle, and he just spots Callum out of the corner of his eye, making a great run in between the back line, and lofts a beauty of a ball over the center backs for Callum. He was able to take it under control and finish it off for a third goal, and 
you know, it wasn't the best first touch from Callum, but full credit for that finish because he got it past the keeper. In the 59th minute, they almost repeat that same exchange on the reverse with Ziyech breaking past that back line. But unfortunately, he didn't control it as well as Callum, so the keeper was able to collect it. But wouldn't that have been something if they were able to replicate that back and forth to each other for a goal? That was that would just been great for me. But yeah, Ziyech popped off like three shots or so today. None really took it too well, but you know what? It seemed to accuse more of a creator than a finisher today. And full credit because at the end of the day, the game was still won pretty well. I'll also say, Ziyech seemed to improve his triangle chemistry with Kai and Aspie on their right-hand flank. Obviously, we know Reese normally is on the right-hand flank, but he's hurt right now. Um, and I think him and Ziyech have already had good chemistry. But I think the biggest thing today is that Kai integrated well with them, and you saw them interchanging really well. You also could see defensively how their pressing worked better, and one would pick up the man on the ball, and the other would close down a passing lane. And on, I, saw, I saw it really work well as um, Ziyech got a good interception on one of them. But also, I thought Ziyech's defensive um, work was a little better today. He seemed to got it in a few tackles. I think he got in like two good ones or something. But overall, I thought Ziyech was phenomenal. And then Pulisic came on for Ziyech in the 68th minute, and he nearly got a goal in the 71st minute on what was a great string of play in the box. Oh my gosh, I was cursing that it didn't go in because it was just, it was just, oh. And if honestly, if it wasn't for that Morecam goalkeeper, I think he would Pulisic would have knocked that in. But besides some good facilitating around the pitch, Pulisic didn't get too many big chances to throw in the defense, which was a little, um, a little disappointing to me. I mean, he has good defensive work rate. I mean, he was passing it around. But overall, I really was hoping just to see a Pulisic goal go in, you know. And then when looking at the game, the past few games, really, you're posed with a question. Who are the starting wingers going forward? Right now, I have to say Callum and Ziyech. I love Pulisic with all my heart, but if this is truly a meritocracy, Callum fully deserves to start at left wing after what he's contributed in the last appearances. And the tide can swing back with one bad performance and a Pulisic sub, super sub masterclass. But I think something we have to remember is all three of these wingers should feature every single game they're healthy. Whether starting as a sub, everyone will have their chance to make their mark. With four days rest and then full on Friday, I'd say bet on Callum and Ziyech making another start. It was a great game. And you know what, guys? Just remember, stay true, stay blue. Right, you heard the thoughts of our listeners. Uh, I hope you enjoyed what those guys had to say. Obviously, you get different people from all over the world. You're bound to maybe get some different opinions. Maybe you didn't entirely agree with what was said. Maybe you didn't entirely, in which case, that's great. Uh, I want to thank all those guys for contributing. As I said earlier, all their socials can be found in the description below. Uh, before we go, as I said, also make sure you check out the GoFundMe link in the description below if you're feeling generous or even as say, there is also a link to uh, a tweet that Brooke put out, which again, even if you're on Twitter and you haven't seen it, if you just retweet or something, that can help spread the word that bit more. Uh, so before we go, uh, we hit 1K on Twitter recently, Jack. Nice little milestone. Yep. So we just wanted to say Thank you to the people for all your support. I hope you enjoyed this episode of That Chelsea Podcast. It's a slightly different episode to normal. Let us know if you enjoyed it. I wanted to experiment with it being the FA Cup third round. I thought it might be a nice nice time to get new voices on. Uh, but until the next episode, everybody, keep Blue Flag flying high. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.